There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Let me know when Sam. Well, his picture will pop up when Sandy's ready to go, right? So that'll that'll work. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I would think. Anyway. Yeah, he might uh, he might be uh, searching for the Pope still or something. He hasn't joined us yet for whatever reason. He hasn't found the Pope yet. No, no. Uh, I don't really understand. I, one of the most beautiful women on earth, Halle Berry. Wouldn't you agree? She's stunningly oh. beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Great song about beautiful. her too. Which one's that? Tom, you would hate it. Yeah, it's it, it was an old rap song that went viral because it was about uh, Halle Berry. Oh God, rap! How just beautiful wonderful. she is. God, it takes so much talent to rap. It's just how do they do it? The outpouring of all that creativity, and I'm bad. Oh, good, another one of those. Yeah, good, excellent. Never I, again. It ruined rhythm and blues, and I'm never going to get over it. No, you're not, are you? You're never, never. going to get over it. It was the greatest music of all time, and you, Tevin, ruined it with your crappy. Some say ruined, hook. some say made it better. Oh, made it better. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. I did see Ludacris is now doing like a commercial. Yeah, I mean, he's actor guy, so he's all over the place now. Was, was he an actor? Yeah, he's, well, I mean, Fast and the Furious, I think, is as far as any of his acting oh. credentials go. <laughs> is that loose term, <laughs> yeah. acting? Does that count as acting? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Finding the Pope into the Pizza. Bob Sansevier Sports brought to you by Bialki Law Firm. Heard at work. Dave Bialki goes to work for you, taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Call 763-571-2410 or go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Tell them Bob and Tom sent you. Sanny? Yes, sir. You're a huge rap fan, aren't you? Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> it's just over the top. Oh, I, just, I go way back to uh, Vanilla Ice. Oh, God. It is a shame that that is the first rap name that you go to. That is is sad. Listen, rap got worse after the very first line was really funny. There's no question. Remember the first Rapper's Delight? What was it? No. You don't remember Rapper's Delight? Tevin, do you even know about Rapper's Delight? Yeah. That's like the first. That's like the first rap song that kind of put rap on the map that's kind of what i would say made it more mainstream and kind of kicked off rap and what did the chicken taste like the chicken tastes like wood there you go ladies and gentlemen there you go right there and the chicken tastes like wood yep 
in any that's case, that's what launched it. It yep. was a different time back then, Bob. We can scroll through some Beatles lyrics too, and we can find some living in a yellow submarine and all that good stuff and pull some lyrics that don't make sense either. You have to throw Beatles at me. I mean, I like them, but I'm uh, Frankie I go back Valley. to or Frankie Valley, whatever. Frankie, yeah, you don't go after Frankie Valley. <laughs> you don't go I knew that Frankie Martin. Valley would get him. You don't go hey, after Jay. Al Jolson, Eddie Cantor. AJ, hey, would Show you do me a favor? And jump in too, so all four of you are talking at the same time. Yeah, I That'd think I can. Great. I can do that. You want me to jump in right, right away? <laughs> Jesus. In any case, Sandy, what's happening with you? Eh, not too much with me, but how about those Vikings, Tom? Who, you know, they give uh, postseason awards away. Yes. And uh, Kevin O'Connell will win the award for coach, least impressive coach in the second season. Is that he, true? Because he should. Well, he should, but just go back. I mean, there's so many instances. He never figured out the backup quarterback situation when he and and the the most glaring mistake he made. Well, there were a few of them, but the one that sticks out: fourth and one, the tush push. And we talked about it a few weeks ago. He uses a five seven hundred and three pound yeah. wide receiver to do the pushing. Yep. I mean that that's just it's it's an absurdity, and he. He did not have this team. Nick Mullins was never going to be a good backup for him. No. There were others out there. Hey, Jim Joe Flacco was out there. But that's unfair because a lot of teams messed up on that. You know, no one yeah. thought Flacco had anything. So Unfortunately. So, Bob, what, what are we going to do? Because you went through four quarterbacks. Not one, not two, not three, but four quarterbacks. Yeah. And every one of them sucked. Well, see, I think the Josh jo- Dobbs sucking part he was so good in his first couple of games because yep. he wasn't jammed into the Kevin O'Connell system. He was allowed to freelance I and agree. be freewheeling. But coaches like O'Connell, this is why I don't – he needs to mature as a coach and evolve. He hasn't evolved, and it's only two years. But a coach who evolved would have seen, what do I have in this quarterback? Let me adjust to him and not make him adjust to me because that's what tanked this team forcing him to adjust no i think that's absolutely true bob i think it's a good call i've been a i don't know why bob i got to be honest with you on all the rest of you on the show i have no idea i have no excuse but i've been a viking fan since i was 15 years old why haven't i given up on this team yet okay i'm glad you mentioned that the viking fan 15 who was the quarterback a guy named quarterback fran tarkenton if kevin o'connell had fran tarkenton he would have said you stay in the pocket. You never leave the pocket. That's what he does to yeah. these quarterbacks. He does. Yep. It's a bad call. It's a terrible call. Uh, you you uh, you adapt to your quarterback. You don't make them adjust to you. I think it's a good call, Bob. I, I, I like that a lot. Like Chuck Foreman was never allowed to be Chuck Foreman either. In little bits and pieces he was. But you never got the full Chuck Foreman because Bud wouldn't let him do it. Well, certainly not in the Super Bowl when he gave the ball to Brent McClanahan near the goal line. Fumbled, and that was the end of that. But you know what? Chuck's a good example because Jerry Burns, they never had a running back who could run and catch like him. Mm -hmm. So when he saw what Chuck could do, he adapted his offense to suit Chuck. And you could call say whatever you want. Jerry Burns, he was doing the West Coast offense before it had a name. 
Yeah, and that's no, that's made true. that team successful, except for the Super Bowls when they changed the offense. <laughs> when they changed the offense. And explain that to me. Why did they, every time they changed the way the team played going into the Super Bowl? Well, I mean, every player that I've talked to from that era, they, I think the only answer is that Bud thought he could outsmart the other team oh, because he had so much talent and he was so such a good coach that if he did something different, oh, that would shock him. But it didn't. If no. they had done what they always did, getting to the Super Bowl, they'd probably have one or more. Now they, in some fairness, the Kansas City one. They, I mean, they played with Joe Cap. They that was the defense that carried them. The Miami team, the, Chuck and other players say Miami was the best team they faced in the Super Bowl, but they could have certainly beaten Oakland and Pittsburgh. Those teams were teams that they could have beaten. They they do feel Miami was the best team they faced. Oh, I think that Miami team was unbeatable by – well, obviously it was unbeatable because they didn't lose a game all year. No, that was the – they got them the year after the undefeated season. That's what I mean, though. Yeah. I mean, this is a team that won every game they played the year before. Yeah, they were never going to beat them. No, I never expected them to beat Miami. But it's – and now, I mean, just think of how many people – well, if you were born the the year that they started – what would you be now in your well 60s? You'd be in your mid 60s, right? Yeah, yep. And never saw a, a Super Bowl win. No, you're absolutely right. There's not been a Super Bowl win. There's no question about it. I, I just I don't understand it. How you can't after all those years, 60 some years, you can't put together. Well, it's what 63 years this this fall, right? 63 years, and they have not yeah. even come close to winning a Super Bowl. They've been in for, but they never even came close to winning one. No, and I don't really see when they're going to come close again. Not no, they have to do a lot of things. And now, you know, people are excited about that. When your team sucks and you're not going to make the playoffs, and the mathematical part, please, it's not realistic. But they'll draft a quarterback. But I don't have I don't have faith in this regime making the right call mm-hmm. because what have they done in the first two drafts? The best pick they've had was signing uh, this Ivan Pace Jr., who was a free agent. Mm-hmm. Their draft picks have been nothing special. Jordan, yeah, that's very true. Jordan Addison, was a, that was a good pick, but that to me was a no-brainer. You know, he, he was the best running wide receiver, and there was a run on receivers, and I think he was the best of that batch of the three guys or, or so that went in a row. That was a good one, but no one whiffs on that one. No, that's true. You know, Bob, I actually was sad – I can't even say his name without choking up, man. What? A certain running back that went to the New York Jets from the Minnesota Vikings is now completely out of football at 28 years old. He'll probably be picked up, but that made me. What happened there, Bob? To uh, who? You, 28 years. Who are you talking about? Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, yeah. Oh, I thought you, you Oh, I, I was thinking Minnesota running back. I'm thinking the University of Minnesota. Oh no no! I'm sorry. I should have made myself clear. Yeah, well, he's not back. done. He's go. He's with. Hey, he's with yeah, the he's, team that likely uh, will go to the Super Bowl yeah, and possibly win it. Signed with the Ravens. Things he's have worked out good for yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, but I'm, why did we ever get rid of him, Bob? Money. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. Oh, and watch this offseason, Tom. They have to sign. They better yeah. sign Justin Jefferson. They got to sign Christian Darrisaw. They need to sign Daniel Hunter. I mean, these are three big-time signings, and they got to figure out a way to do it. And what's right. going to be interesting is Justin Jefferson has leverage because he could say, i got to sign with you. You don't have a quarterback. I don't want to be with this team long-term. What are they going to do about the quarterback situation, Bob? they got to do something. Well, I think 
that they uh, they will they have to draft one of these rookies. And there are five that I think one of the five, any one of the five, you would be happy to have. Now, the guy that's really soaring, and we'll see Monday night, J.J. McCarthy against Michael Penix Jr., mm-hmm. the guy that wins that game. If Penix plays the way he did in the semifinal, people have been saying, I mean, Chuck said it the other day, most accurate quarterback he's seen. This kid mm-hmm. is phenomenal. So he would be great to have. J.J. McCarthy has played under Harbaugh, and he he probably fits the Kevin O'Connell mold better than any of them because he's a drop-back quarterback. And yeah, he's, not, he's pretty accurate, too. He's pretty good. I think they should be happy with either of those two. The one that I, I don't – I haven't seen much, and I don't – all I know is the history of North Carolina quarterbacks. Uh, does Drake May, you know, supposed to be the second guy in the – of the quarterbacks, I'd stay away from anybody from North Carolina. <laughs> That's kind of nice. Well, I mean, look at the history. Mitchell Trubisky was from there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, true. Right? The kid from the uh, the Giants quarterback is from there. Danny Dimes? They're, yeah, Danny Dimes. <laughs> Daniel Jones is from there. Uh, the Sam Howell, the Washington Commanders quarterback, is from there. You know, he had some decent numbers, but it's he's also been getting benched toward the end of the year. I have a question so, for you, Bob. Yes, sir. If they don't do something next year, and I mean something semi-important, they're going to have to get rid of that entire coaching staff, aren't they? I don't see why you would stick with it. I mean, Exactly. You have here, to. These guys, not that they're on shaky ground now, but they're getting there because the Wills mm-hmm. are well-known for always going in the locker room, win or lose, because I'd watch Ziggy after a loss, and it looked like, uh, you know, he, he looked like death. What's this expression? Death warmed over. He, I mean, he would be like despondent, but he didn't even go in. No, neither he nor his brother went into the locker room after this loss to the Packers. Really? That really hit them hard. Yeah. And I think the one, I mean, if you're going to cut one of the two, who has been least impressive? I think it's Kwesi Adafo Mensa. No question. The whole staff, get rid of them. You know what? Here's what the problem I have with both these guys. They seem like they're decent guys, yet one of the first things they did, they got rid of Bob Hagen. 30, he worked with Denny, he worked with Tice, he worked with Childress. We worked with uh, every quarterback they've had, every coach they had, except for this one. Then they get rid of Dennis Ryan, the long equipment guy who went back to the 70s. Good God. So what is it about these guys that they can't get along with people that you know, these are both of them were terrific people to deal with. Mm-hmm. Dennis and Bob Ryan. I mean, Bob Hagen. They gave their their lives to this team, and they just got cut. Or so I have no problem. Get rid of these two guys. It's not going to happen this year, but I'm not going to shed a tear for them because they don't care. I agree. You know, I used to go with Bob Hagen out to the Wildfire Grill out there in Eden Prairie. What a great guy! Just a great guy. Oh, I, I've reached out to him a few times. He and I, we need to go to Norm's Pizza in Buffalo. Because he loves pizza. <laughs> Got to go to Norm's Pizza. Hey, by the way, Tom, now I, there's no affiliation with me and Norm's. Best deep dish I've ever had. It's Detroit style. It's Ooh. not. It's better than Chicago. Better than, and and I almost shudder to say it, better than any Sicilian I've ever had in Jersey. It's really? their Detroit style is off the charts. Well, I'll have I'm to do it, man. When you I get, when you know, when we'll get together, when you can do it in uh Brittany, I gotta, I, I gotta, you know, I gotta take her because I gotta go over my eulogy for me. I told her she's gonna do my eulogy. Yeah. Did you the... remember the key word that you're gonna say? 
He was a uh, oh. When, you don't remember. He was quite fetching as his youth. When Bob was young, he was quite fetching. And thank God I didn't know him when he was young because I wouldn't have been able to keep my hands off him. Okay, who wrote And then you this? walk away. Bob wrote this. He literally wrote really? this. That's, we've talked like four times about it. He has had me practiced. Literally. Well, because you know what, Tom? Odds are, based on the actuarial charts, I'll go before her. Yeah. Although, <laughs> yeah. as I said to her, the, the, there's also a good chance she'll just not pay attention to step off a curb and get hit by an empty seat bus. <laughs> That's real nice. He was telling me this at a memorial last night. Or you guys all went up to, you know what? Why don't we, Bob, you got a couple more minutes? Yeah, I would like to talk about Pat. I would like to hear you guys talk about it because I got calls from Doug Sprinthal. I got calls from all the people that, that went to it. I guess there were so many people from so many different radio stations and companies. Uh, Brittany, you went with my daughter, Alex, correct? Yep. 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 We, uh, me and Alex headed up there. We were a tad late because I worked, but, um, Mm -hmm. we, we got there at the tail end. There were still so many people there. Oh, Tom, it was, I mean, there was an overflow room. And when we got there, we got there at a couple of minutes after six and they had just started his kids, three of his kids uh, talked. Mm -hmm. And there were about 10 people who had, you know, said, had some, his brothers, his older brothers had something to say. And it was very touching. And his kids, I mean, they kept it together. For the, his daughter got a little emotional at the end, but they right. they told just heartwarming stories about Pat and things that he had done. And uh, I mean, he clearly he touched a lot of lives because there were a lot of people. Most of the people there were not radio people. Yeah. So I have no idea who they were. Oh, really? Because I heard a lot of radio people didn't. Well, they show probably up were, the... but I mean, yeah. I didn't see Doug. Doug probably went earlier in the uh, in he the did. service. He... Yeah, he did. He went early. And uh, but the one thing, and I think Brittany could confirm this, Tom. It's 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 eerie when you go up and talk to his brother Mike. Oh, I know. Talks, it's the same. I mean, they're person. twins. It is. I felt like I was <laughs> stealing time back with Pat. Yeah. Like because his voice is exactly the same. He looks exactly it the is, same. It, it, it's exactly the voice is dead on. In and he said something, and I don't. I mean, I Brittany, I don't think he would mind sharing it. Um, one of uh, one of Pat's sons said uncle mike i miss my dad and you know mike said well he put his arm around him and he said i could feel my dad with me oh yeah, when he had him hugs. yeah it was really sweet um and tom it was like i don't know what it's like to have that loss because like looking at michael and his family to that extent but like we mm -hmm. walk through this area with all these photos and there's all these cute twin photos of them. Oh, too. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, and that I, photo. Tell them about the one right by the casket, Brittany. Oh, it's unbelievable. Cute one. They must have been about two years old. And they're sitting at this little round table, these little two-year-olds. And their mom said they, they, they couldn't get them to calm down. So they eventually gave them little um, glass cups, like little teacups. Teacups. Of, of uh, apple apple juice, and so they're both just drinking apples. They're just—it looks like a painting. It was so cute. And there was a apparently uh, the number nine did a tribute to Pat, and he was a—I mean, not that he wasn't a good-looking guy later in life, but when he was young, I mean, he was He's handsome. Yeah, he was. He was a good-looking young fella. Well, I'm really, I'm really glad they used ninety seconds of my twenty-minute interview with him. That was nice of him. What was that? They cut me completely Why they out of it. Why did they use more? Because they don't like me, Bob. They're a bunch okay, of Tom, far left liberals. 
Now, and now this is not in any way, I'm not disparaging the guy, but I mean, he spent more time with you than he did with KDWB. A long time when he never wanted KDWB, they got their ass kicked there. He used to tell me that all the time. He said, it's, it feels so good to win. Do you know, do you know the first time I met Pat? When? It was in the uh, Golden Valley. He was working at KDWB. He thought he was going to come in and like interrupt you during the show. Oh yeah, that's Pat. Well, that's one thing I do want to say. And Pat was my my wife's third cousin, so they're related, no question about it. Is his grandmother and and uh, Catherine's father were really really good friends and all the rest of it. So there was a connection there. But so I can say this because I'm close enough to being related to Pat. Nobody could be more annoying than Pat Eberts. No, There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. You're not speaking out of terms. No. And also. It's also just like, I think it really, I said this to him when we were on the boat, um, the Hubbard boat, is that like, I get it. After having a kid, I kind of get it because he had drive, like, because he had four kids, you know, five kids with a stepkid too. It was like, he had so many kids. Tom, I'm like, see, when I had a kid, I go, I can see him through new eyes because I have my 20s. I thought Pat was so, I was like, oh my God, he's so annoying. He emails 40 times. <laughs> he messages constantly during the show. And then it's I had true. a kid, and I was like, his motivations are so for his family. And I yeah, kind of no got doubt. him more. Yeah. And what uh, Pete Frisch was there, and he talked for a couple oh, minutes. Pete, and Pete it. nailed it. He goes, he'd see the phone ring, and he'd say to his wife, Do I have an hour? <laughs> <laughs> Pat was, I mean, Tom, you know this. I would say to him, Okay, Pat, I, I got to go. 20 minutes later. Wait, wait, one more thing. And then it's still 20 minutes later because you cannot, there was no easy way. You had to be abrupt and just say, Pat, got to go. Or just disconnect because he just, he, he wanted it. And he wanted to hear what's going on in your life. He genuinely did care no about question. That. No question about it. He worked his ass off. And again, taking nothing away from anybody else on that I ever worked with because I know a lot of radio salespeople that I really admire the hell out of some of my actually love they're great people maybe there was somebody shoulder to shoulder with pat maybe there were a few of them but nobody was ever any better than pat that is a fact he was a great radio salesperson no he was the best well he, he was absolutely the best he was amazing and that's taking nothing away from anybody else pat worked his ass off and i think that's where some of that cantankerous attitude came from because he worked so hard he had to win that's oh. what i love about pat had to win i love that and of all the stories I heard, the one that I, well, I remember all of them from last night, but I didn't know this when he won some sort of radio thing when he was at the other station there. And he got a, one of those maps that takes you to the star's house. This was in the nineties. I remember Went that yeah. Jimmy Stewart's house. Did you hear that story? Oh, absolutely. Knocked on the door. Yeah. His son answered Jimmy Stewart's son. Yep. And then uh, he brought Jimmy Stewart came to the door. And then when he, when it was done, Pat's son came back and Pat's son told, or excuse me, Jimmy Stewart's son told Pat that you made my father's day. And that yeah. made Pat's day to hear yep. that he had such, you know, he, his little conversation had such an impact. Well, I unfortunately had the job of telling Catherine, Andy and Alex that Pat had died. And that was not pretty man. And again, they were, she and Catherine didn't know him until I introduced her to him. And then they found out they were related but my kids and my wife adored that man. They because he did so much. Pat did more for other people that you'll never hear about. Exactly. Than almost anybody I've ever met. He was and very, very giving. The thing, I mean, there is no good time 
for someone to die. No. But what I think about is what his kids are going to go through on Christmas because he died. Oh. You know, into he had Christmas, yeah. but he died overnight into the 26th. Yep. He did. And one of the kids sadly found, I don't know which one, but I mean, just finding your dad. Ugh, well, God. did you hear what happened at first? They thought he was asleep. So they walked by him and quietly for about an hour and then realized there's something wrong here. So they, yeah. he was actually dead for an hour before they, well, I, who long, but they didn't know for the first hour they woke up that he had died. And then they so finally bad. did realize that, that he, there's something wrong here. And they went over and found him dead. Yeah. Because all the kids were with them, they were. Yeah. They yep. they lived with them, and yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's. It was one of those things, and I'm glad the person who told me was Gelfand. Oh, is that he, right? He had That's just gotten right. off the phone with Ray Bell, who was one of Pat's closest friends mm -hmm. for a period, and uh, so I, I mean, I, t it was the right person to hear it from because there are people out there, Tom, that are like the town criers of death. Oh yeah, yeah. They want to. They want to call everyone they've ever known to tell you someone died, and that's not Gelfand. And you know, Mike's had to tell. Oh, he's yeah. had a, a number of friends pass away, you know, recently just because of age. Because he had Mike has a lot of friends who are like in their eighties and nineties, mm -hmm. and there's you know. But he, you know, so I, I appreciated that it was Mike that wound up telling me. No, that is great, Gelfand. Did he have a good attitude when he told you? <laughs> He, Mike, I don't know anyone that has as upbeat an attitude as Mike Elfend. Oh, God, he's a piece of work. Bob, thank you for talking about Pat like that. And, of course, let's not forget Ian Punnett, who was another brilliant radio guy, phenomenal, and just the nicest man, very smart man. That was a tough week. That was a tough, tough week, no doubt about it. All right, Sandy, we'll talk to you next week. Oh, yeah, we'll talk at the big Vi uh, the Vikings uh, with, with loss. Yeah, there's no way to go into that game. Well, you want to no way. But you want them to lose, don't yeah. you? If you're a fan, you want them to lose to keep a yeah. good yeah. draft spot. I mean, they can move up into the top 10. Right now, I think they're sitting 12th for the pick. Get as high as you can. To get, But then again, okay, we say that, but do we know that Quasi Adolfo Mensa and Kevin <laughs> O'Connell are going to make the right choice? He'll probably trade true. down like he did to get Lewis seen. Yeah, he might be right. A good idea. Not the way to go. Yeah, you're probably right, Bob. No question about it. All right. We'll talk to you next week, Pally. Yes, sir. All right. See you. Bye. Bob Sansevier Sports is brought to you by Bielke Law Firm. Heard at work. Dave Bielke goes to work for you, taking care of your workers' comp injury claim and denials. Call 763-571-2410 or go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Tell them Bob and Tom sent you. Get it? Bob and Tom. Get it? Bob Sansevier. Anyway, uh, we shall take a break. Be right back. Kick things uh, off for the, we're almost at the second, ha second half of the show. We only got 15 minutes before the second half starts. Dang. What do you think of that action? Love it. Huh? Huh? We shall be right back. This is the Tom Bernard show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard show app. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. 
That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Landon and Gavin Miller of D&B Plating. I've always been impressed with their speed of answers to our questions, uh, and that has allowed us to expand and capitalize on opportunities in the market. North American Banking Company has never made us feel like a number. They've always treated us as a partner. For more information about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com or stop by any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You have all helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with great deals on his most popular products. Right now, you can save 50% on Queen and King pillows and the original My Slippers, and the MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. Set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98, and for a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That's a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and many more. The Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with The Tom Bernard Show, go to Tom TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Don't tell me how to do it. That's all I have to say to you. Uh, I just got a text message from somebody, a a secret special guest that's going to call in. So keep your eye on the phones. Um, Because you heard us talking about this situation. Look, whenever you lose a very, very close friend, and especially two of them in the same week, it does have a huge impact on you. I almost said a magnificent, but that'd be a different story. But yeah, I, I just, uh, it touches a lot of people because you, well, Brittany, you went to it with my yeah. daughter, Alex, um, our uh, special guest who's calling in right now. He's talking to AJ. He went the last night as well. It's just one of those things. It We literally, at least on this show, I like, like to celebrate life. So when a friend dies, you'd be sad for a couple of weeks, then you realize it's time to tell people why you like them or love them so much, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And I do I have your uh, special guest on the phone whenever you want to bring him on. Okay. But I should be very, very clear. I loved Pat, but I'm not wild about this guy. i just like you guys to know that. Here's Doug Sprinthal. <laughs> Thanks for that great introduction. And I apologize <laughs> again to the listeners to have to listen to Sandy and me back to back. That's <laughs> yeah, there you go. So you went uh, to the gathering last night? I did. Uh, you know, because Pat, he, he was just a, a top shelf salesperson. And as somebody that's in sales, I really appreciate that about him. And we would often talk strategy. You know, I, I don't want to, I guess I can tell the story. He was worried at one point about um, uh, zero res. 
Oh, yeah. The toughest thing in advertising, as you guys know, is attribution. Because as customers, we expect that we spend $500 on two ads and the customers are going to storm the Bastille, right? It doesn't work that way. It takes time to build up customer trust. And Pat called one night and goes, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I says, Pat, you know what to do. Get the owner on the ads. He will, if he's half decent on the radio, people will respond to that. All his friends will call him up and say, hey, I heard you on the ad. It was great. And it will grow. And he goes, no, that's not a bad idea. So we had a really interesting relationship. And what I learned when he passed is that I'm not special because Christmas Eve, our family gets together and exchanges presents. And my oldest stepson, uh, who's 25 or 26, gave me Van Halen's first record, which oh. I didn't have, the actual album. And in the thing, in the card, was a copy of the ticket of when I took him and my other son, Wesley, uh, to see their first rock concert at the X. It was Van Halen and Casey and the Shun- Sunshine Band 12 or 13 years ago. And Pat gave me the tickets to the suite. He called one day. And so I Christmas Day, I texted a picture of the ticket to Pat. I said, hey, gift that keeps on giving. I got a, a free record out of it. You feel, feel free to borrow it whenever you want. So we had a nice text exchange. And then you called me the next day and just broke my heart that he had passed. Social media lights up. And apparently, from what I can tell, Pat spent all Christmas Day texting almost every resident of yep. the Seven County Mosquito Control District. I mean, <laughs> that's all he did. He so did. I realized he wasn't special, but Pat had that way of making you feel special. And I, I heard that Sandy was there, and uh, uh, a lot of people showed up. I think I left about 5.30 or so, a quarter to six. Right, but right. I get that talk to Ray Eric, and uh, Mordahl was there. Lastman and I have been talking back and forth. Uh, some of the, the Hubbard folks were there, Bernie Lauer, of course, John McGonigal. So I'm a good friend, Jay Marie Figure, and I think you mentioned uh, Pete and Francie Frisch. They're just wonderful. Yeah, uh, yeah. showed up, and I talked to your your crazy nephew for quite a while, Mr. Sean, and he's uh, he's doing really well. It was I haven't That's talked good. to him in probably eight or nine years, but mm-hmm. it was everybody telling very similar stories. Uh, and I don't remember who told me this, but Pat, as you said, could come over the top a little too much, and no. all of us to at some point going, "Hey, Pat, I got Paul Walzer or the Pope on line too. I got to go." And right. Apparently, when he did the show with Dave Ryan, Dave and he had a code word. It was like a safe word. And I don't remember what it was, but when Dave would get smothered, he'd go, Pat, Afghanistan. And Pat would go, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm going to use that from now on. <laughs> it's not bad having a safe word. safe <laughs> word. Other than the cool stories and seeing all these people that I hadn't seen much in a long time, the 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 happiest thing was how well all four of his kids were handling it, even Junior. I mean, I could That's what I hear. And that they're, you know, sorry, I'm getting choked up. They're hugging people and smiling. And I think all of us had the same reaction when we heard that he passed. It's like, oh, my God, you know, you never want to outlive your kids, but you want to live long enough to so you can take the training wheels off. You know what I mean? No, I know exactly what you mean, but Doug, that was an example right there of why I love you and you're one of my best friends, because when you talk about something that means something to you, you get very emotional because you're a real person. I love that. Thank you, Tom. Uh, Can I plug myself? Uh, Wait a minute. (laughs) That sounds terrible. Yeah, I like to plug myself. Where do you you put that plug? (laughs) 
Well, I think right next to uh, pass holds, I have to poop. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, you know, one thing I love about go- doing doing video all, along with a radio show. Yeah. I look up and nobody reacts to anything. It's oh, kind I of just, weird. I was just feeling sad. I'm sorry. I I know, not- no, 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 but you just, you, you guys, oh, I understand why you're feeling sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, not, I, sad. I'm sorry. Well, you do it all I, the time, not just today. Don't worry about it. No, no worries. Let's <laughs> go like this. I mean, Let it's me one of those joke. things where you're so used to radio too, where you don't respond. But yeah, I was just feeling sad. The, 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 I'm glad I went with Alex and we both. I mean, yeah, but I was just feeling sad. No, I understand sad. that. No, I understand how sad because you did like Paddle. I love Pat. Telling my kids, uh, Dougie, uh, and, and we'll get to your, your self plug in a second, but hmm. the toughest part of it was telling Catherine, Andy, and Alex. That was very, very difficult because they all, they loved Pat. No doubt about it. Yeah, everybody did. I was, uh, I, I was going to play a joke on everybody but i thought no this maybe not isn't isn't the time and i didn't stay around for the the remembrances and maybe i should have gone a little later and done that because i'm sure that would have been wonderful but one of the many weird things about pat he had the largest wallet in the world i i accused him of carrying around the dead sea scrolls i mean he made george (laughs) to stand to look like a thin person he was amazing i don't know how the guy sat down Doug, did you ever see his desk? Yes. Because his desk was something that could have been, I mean, it it looked like a person had to run out during a fire alarm, but also had to find every form at all times, always. His desk, I've never seen anything like that in my life. It was crazy. (laughs) Yep. We already do miss him. All right, now you got to plug yourself, pal. So, yeah, thank you. Uh, Tom, we talked last night, and he goes, hey, uh, Nick Sterling has been calling, who's a, a, become a pretty good friend of mine. He has a, yep. a deal called the 30-Day Foundation, and it's a charity set up for local people, and it's really kind of cool. It doesn't give out a ton of dough, but the idea is to give money where it's most needed early on to families that are starting to slide through crises and so on and so forth. The idea is it's better to... And a little money early rather than a lot later. Well, he's setting up this big uh, fundraiser, and he wanted to come in and talk about that. And so I got a hold of Tom, and we're going to do it. We'll call it Car Selling Secrets, but I really think we're going to talk about the Vikings, local music, and charity. So that's more exciting than cars anyway. So we'll be in uh, uh, a week from yesterday. Next Thursday we'll be in. What's really great about that is all those, how many years has it been since Mick's been coming in to do the show? About three, four years, something like that? Yeah, about that. And Just I a great him. guy. I said, now, now, Mick, remember we're on Central Time? And he goes, oh, F, you remember that. The first time I had him on, he, you know, I've, all the guests I ever had, there were two guys that showed up late. Mick thought that it was an Eastern Time, so he showed up in, uh, at the very end. And then another musician friend of mine, Jim Stairs, who I found out had been a cab driver when Gelfan and I drove cab. I said, this would make a great show. Go up and we'll just tell cab driving stories. And it was really wonderful. Except for Jim, the former cab driver, got lost and couldn't find a place. (laughs) Now you're talking. No question (laughs) about it. We'll be be in there a little bit before 11 next Thursday. Looking forward to it. And I haven't haven't seen Mick for a while. 
he's doing really, really well, booking a lot of gigs down at the Chart House. And I actually went down there to see the Peter Bourne Christmas show right before Christmas, and it was a blast. Oh, Peter does a great job with that stuff. There's no doubt about that. Peter's another guy I really like. He's, uh, yeah, he's a good really, man. They're good musicians, but they're great salespeople. I mean, talk about networking. They're all, they, they know everybody. It's amazing. I like it. All right, Pally. So we will talk to you in just six days. Yeah. Um, have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, it's nice to be on the air and share some remembrances of our friend Pat. Sounds good to me, ladies and gentlemen. All right, yeah. Dougie, thank you. And thank you, by the way, for showing your sensitive side because all I think all men should do that. Yeah, I'm I'm I cry too easily, I think. I cry during commercial sometimes and my wife looks at me, she's an Irish Catholic and goes, You're an effing moron. I can't help it. She's going off to college. You will never see her again. Oh, you know what? We'll close with that, Doug, because you and I have that in common. Andy and Alex are two years apart, right? And they both decided Andy wanted to spend his junior and senior year at St. Thomas. Alex wanted to go to St. Catherine's. And mom and dad's name are Thomas and Catherine, which is kind of weird that they went to colleges with their parents' names. But I remember I was sitting around. They left to go move into their house over in St. Paul so they could go to St. Thomas and St. Catherine's. And I was kind of moping around the house. And Catherine goes, what's the matter? And I said, what do you mean, what's the matter? Our kids moved away. She goes, yeah, all of five minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't yeah. matter if they're not in your house. I don't care if it's five yeah. minutes or half an hour or if it's a, you know, a plane flight. I hated it when the kids moved out of the house. I did. I just yeah. hated it. Cry me a river, pal. My daughter's in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Your daughter's in Korea. All right, Dougie. Well, look, man, you're a great friend. You know, I love you dearly, and uh, you're still alive, so I, I can say that to you face-to-face, -face, or at least ear-to-ear, -ear, or mouth-to-ear. I love you, too. I have for a long time. Have a great right, weekend, everyone. You too, Doug. Thank you. Right there's an example. I didn't know Doug before I got into the uh, into the business, and Walzer came along, and he was, you know, he would represent Walzer. And Paul Walzer is a very, very good friend of mine as well, just a great guy. I wanted that was nice of Doug to call. He was listening, obviously, to us talking about this whole situation, and he wanted to call in because he did go for the early part. But I mean, he mentioned so many great people. Pete Frisch is another guy. Is there a better guy than Pete Frisch? No, and he said hi. He said make sure you tell Tom hi. There was a bunch of people that, including uh, Pat's brother Michael, was like, I uh, wanted. He was so sweet. He was went wanted Alex to make sure he told her that you said hi. And yeah, yes, yeah. It is a great deal. There's no question about it. But, you know, celebrating someone's life on a show like this, I think, is a wonderful thing. Because Pat, like I said, Pat could be the most annoying human being I have ever met in my entire life. But also, as, you know, Dougie pointed out, very generous. He always had an open wallet for people that needed help. And I love that about Pat Eberts. And he, he just was a great friend. And he actually did give a shit. That, that was the big part that I just loved about him. You know? He yeah, he gave a shit about everything, and I, like, still have this weird feeling that, like, if my phone lights up while I'm on the show, like, literally nobody texts me because they know my hours, mm -hmm. but Pat would. Pat would med send messages during the show, and it usually applied to the show because he was listening, and, and like, yeah. the last text I have from him is so Pat. Yeah. Like, it makes me so happy. Um, the Friday 
because he sent me the the Christmas one, but he sent mm. it to me. Uh, uh, but on Friday, December twenty second, the actor for Reacher is from Grand Forks, North Dakota. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> we were talking about Reacher, yeah. and he just had to tell me the actor oh. from Reacher is from Grand Forks, North Dakota. Yeah. Oh, he does. He knew all that stuff. He absolutely <laughs> did. What's cool. that guy's name? That guy. Do you see that guy with his shirt off? Yeah, he's insane. Alan Richmond, I think his name is. What is it? Alan Richmond. Oh, is it? I think so. Yeah, I don't even know his real name. I, 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 you're probably right about that, but that that boy took his T-shirt off in the last episode that I saw. Jesus, why don't you lift weights once in a while? Yeah, he looks like one of those Greek statues that were just chiseled <laughs> out of marble. It's yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's very, very true. There's no question. That's a good show, though. That is a really, really good show. Oh yeah, ten out of ten. Like I ten out of ten. It's phenomenal. I must agree with you. There's no question about it. Now I'm going to run this by Brittany because she's uh, the only woman on the show right now. Uh, do you have sexy photos of yourself? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Starts laughing. That was not the question. My my cab is here. I'm going to go. You'll yeah. see why. Look You'll see why. Okay, so I don't even know. Do I, you I've, have sexy photos of yourself? I've never taken like okay when my twenties. I've sent out a pic or two, Ooh, but like, risque. Oh, but like, I don't have them and I don't keep them. And I don't think I've been like at least 10 years. Have I ever taken any photo where I think I look quote unquote sexy? Sexy. No. Okay. Well, good. See, now you were very honest about that. Yeah. Here's the headline of the story I was going to read. I'm going to wait till you swallow that because I'm not going to read it while oh, you're no, swallowing. Okay, good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Halle Berry posted a sexy photo of herself with poop. <laughs> what? Everybody knows. What? That's how you become really hot because you take something not hot and you put it in the picture. Are you being honest and truthful now? Or no. you just made it up? Totally made it up. Okay, I'm going to click on the story now because I have no idea. What, what could this story be about? Because I have no idea. I don't know. I really hope it's not as literal as we think it yeah. is. It's, I'm going to say she's promoting something. With poop? Yeah, some something health-related probably. Where? What if she's posting a sexy photo of herself and thought one of her movies was a piece of shit? Do you think that might be it? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm nervous to even have you click on this headline. All right. I just clicked. The headline, Halle Berry posted a sexy photo of herself with poop. Halle Berry is 57. She's 57? Damn. It looks nice. like she's about 30. Yeah. Doesn't she? Yeah. Uh, Halle Berry is 57 years old and still one of the sexiest women alive. Yeah, she's beautiful. There's no question about it. Uh, but her uh, latest... Thirst, what is this? A thirst trap? What is that? Yep. Yep. Just posting the picture where you're looking like a Britney posting a little sexy pic online to get all the guys to hit that like button. So that's called a thirst tap? A th yeah, trap. A thirst oh, trap. Trap, trap yeah. excuse me. That's kind of weird. Uh, on an Instagram and a little off, it shows Hallie wearing lingerie and sitting in the shade of a, a rock formation. It's probably called uh, probably in Saudi Arabia because Hallie recently spent some time there. But at her feet, there appears to be not one, but two piles of poop. 
Uh, at least that's what several of her followers thought, although some said it could be dried seaweed or coral. That would depend on exactly where Halley is, of course. Saudi Arabia does have border, uh, does border both the Red Sea and the Persian Gulf. Halley herself may be pointing it out in the caption where she says, couldn't hide these rocks, although with a smiley face emoji, but it's not clear if that's what she's talking about or not. Uh, the, oh, I'm, I'm scrolling now down to the picture. Okay. I haven't seen the picture yet, but I'm scrolling down. You ready? Yeah. It rocks my ass. That's poop. There's no... Is she naked? No, she's got... It's like a little, like, lace nightgown type thing on, I guess. But it's very short. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see... I, the only thing I can see she has on her left hip, you can see the strap of her underwear. Because mm. she's kind of sitting in the shade, so you can't really mm. tell. But you're looking at it. That's those aren't rocks. Yeah, I don't. It might be like some type of grass, maybe, but I don't know. It, uh, it's not. I don't think she pooped and then took a picture. Hey, when well, you gotta you go, know? you gotta go. Am I right? <laughs> why would there be? Why would there be two piles of her own poop? Like she pooped twice. <laughs> she was. She was proud that's of not hu- That's not human poop. Let's be clear. <laughs> well, it could be. You never know what she ate. That's true. You know what I'm saying? By the way, in my picture, the picture I have, you can barely see her face in the picture. Is yeah. It... I don't know what that is. Because when you zoom um, in, I don't know. I don't think it, who knows what, it, maybe it's Until poop. you guys mentioned the outfit, I thought the poop was the weirdest thing about this photo. But the fact that she is in public wearing lingerie in a very, like, weird lingerie, like, it makes me feel like, did they change there? Did yes. she undress somewhere this, secretly? Did right. she walk out there in laundry? Like, so, so there's this photo in general, when you really logistically think about it, is so weird. Yeah, it's it, very weird. It, well, because it's clearly like a photo shoot that she did. But then you would think that if it's a photo shoot, they would get the poop out of the picture. Like, you'd be aware of all of yeah. your surroundings. Yeah. I suppose. I, I, I don't look. I, like I said, she's a stunningly beautiful woman. We had her on the on the queue one time. She was she was a little standoffish, but she was very pleasant. I would mm-hmm. imagine that every time Halle Berry talks to a new guy, she she guards herself. I would imagine, don't you think? Yeah. yeah. Yes. That'd probably be that'd be prudent anyway. Uh, but Halle Berry, if you want to see the picture, it's you can't see her. Really. You, I could never tell you that was her because you can't see enough of her face to know it's her. Yeah. Can you? No. You're right. No, I can't. I cannot see your face at all, as a matter of fact. So whatever the work is uh, they're doing. And it, it did it say she's probably in Saudi Arabia there? Yeah, I think they kind of just put two and two together where she they know she's over there on a trip and then she posts this picture. So people just assume that it's probably taken over there. Did she ever get married? Um, I feel like she was married at one point, but I never... I've never like have known her to be like her brand is always kind of just available, like that she's available, single and good looking. Yeah. She, she was married to David justice, uh, the baseball player from 93 to 97. And then, uh, Eric Ben, Benier, Benet from Oh one to Oh five. And then most recently Oliver, excuse me, Olivier Martinez, uh, 2013 to 2016. So three years is the whole, whole get up. Yeah, it looks you like gotta, you know, three years. Her longest stint is four years with both uh, Davy Justice and Eric <laughs> Beignet. So she's married three times for a total of 11 years. Yep. Yes. Spot on. That's pretty interesting. There's no question about it. Maybe marriage is not your kind of thing. Do you ever think about yeah. that? Yeah. I bet 
you, Tom. Like, you have friends. You just want to tell them, you should quit trying to get married. Like, Oh, God, yes. That is so funny to think about. Like, somebody who's been married four or five times, like, you're not good at this. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to find the one. Just stop. Just let it go. Let it. You know, it's interesting because I don't know about that kind of thing because I don't go to funerals or weddings. I don't know why it is. I just don't go to funerals or weddings. I just, it's not my kind of deal. Does that make sense? You went to mine. Wedding I did go brothers. to you. Oh, your funeral? Yes, I went to Brittany's funeral. Thank you for clarifying. It was unbelievable. I, uh, I did go to my father-in-law's funeral. It was the last one I've been to in the last 10 years. I, I, like I said, I just don't go to funerals. Um, but that was because they had already cremated him or the, he was already interred. Let me put it that way. So it was just kind of standing around and saluting him. That was a little bit sweet, but at the same time uncomfortable because he didn't know this and I didn't know it either. Uh, Don, of course, won. I think he won every medal there was to win except for the the big one. What, what's that one again? The Congressional Medal of Honor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, it's the only medal he didn't win. So they brought this flag over and handed it to Andy and it surprised the hell out of Andy. He didn't know he was the one that was getting the flag. And it was so cool to see, cause Andy was extremely touched, but he had to start thinking like counting in his head so he wouldn't break down. It was kind of yeah. cool actually. That is really sweet. But yeah, that, it's so nice to hear that so many people went to the funeral of, uh, of Pat Eberts and, and it seemed like they not only honored him, but they had, uh, you know, it was kind of a joyous time just seeing people you hadn't seen in a while. That's what it sounds like. Did you, did you get that take on it? Yeah, it's really, even on like a micro level, me and Alex venturing to Sock Rapids on a yeah. Thursday night is like, we are both like, because I love hanging out with Alex and we never hang yeah. out one-on-one -on -one, like without kids or, you know, all, all the things. And I was like, I hate that this is the reason, but we kept going, thanks, Pat, for like giving us this little road trip adventure. And like, I would have to say, because of his personality, it was a joyful. Yeah. Um, and his brother said it best was like, yeah, I know he died young. Cause like, obviously I'm his twin brother. And like, he was like, made a joke about like, Oh, I, of course I'm young. Um, but he yes. said, uh, but Pat lived a, like uh, so many lives, you know, that's why there's so many people here. He's lived such an abundance life. He's such a huge life. And so mm -hmm. much life was lived in Pat in those uh, 59 years. So, yeah, he was 59. Um, I, he had just turned 59, as a matter of fact. So, yeah, I would have to say, I hate, I mean, I don't know if it's disrespectful to say, but there was a joyfulness, like even just seeing all sure. yeah. people I hadn't seen in a long time. I wish I would have saw more at all. And uh, even last minute, I like, haven't seen them in forever, but we came, it was my fault. We went late. I like that when she goes, and even Lastman. He knows. <laughs> he knows. That was a nice way to put it, I'll tell you. Yes, I had a joyful time, even with Lastman. I would have even been happy to see Lastman. Like, oh, you I didn't see like, him? No, I said, because well, we, we came later because oh. my schedule, and, and Alex oh, okay. was really accommodating, and she had stuff going on, too, and it was, like I said, it was it was a it felt like a, a, a terrible reason to have run into so many people, but um, I was thankful for it. And I definitely, I definitely keep waiting for my texts from Pat about random facts during oh, the I show. Know. I know you're absolutely, yeah. I used to get messages from him 24 hours a day. Oh, I I'd wake up in the morning, look at my phone, go one, two, three, four, five. Yes. I've been asleep for eight hours and I got eight texts. <laughs> right on the dot. 
<laughs> right on the dot. But okay, I need help from you guys with this next one. I matter of fact, I'll probably just turn the story over to you guys because I don't. This seems to me to be very disturbing, but maybe I'm just overreading uh, the situation. Ferris State. That's a pretty well-known school, Ferris State, right? Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows, kind of knows about that. Ferris State has two AI students enrolled this semester. What the hell does that mean? I hope they fall in love. I hope they go to a party. I hope they, we should follow their lives. Are they have social media? They drop out. But I just don't understand. How do you enroll a machine into college? Um, they do well. Yeah, I don't understand what. I like. Is it? Are they robots? Like, is there a computer that's on a like a wheeling table that they're just gonna push around campus? Like, what? Imagine showing up into like to your lecture hall and you sit yeah. down and all of a sudden tap on the shoulder. You're in my seat. It's just this like animatronic like. Can I sneak by you, please? I was running late. Like what? I like. I, what do you mean, an AI student? That doesn't make any sense. Well, it, it says as Ferris State University gets ready for its spring semester, two virtual students will begin classes as part of a new artificial intelligence experiment. Ferris State University offers one of three AI undergraduate programs in the entire country. We are leaders in the artificial intelligence era, and why not put us to the test, said Dr. Casey Thompson, special assistant to the president for innovation and entrepreneurship at Ferris State. Their, uh, their latest test is the development of two virtual students named Anne and Fry. Uh, the AI students who do not currently have physical forms will enroll as fresh. So this is all on, on the computer? That's- yeah, I'm confused because, like, Artificial intelligence, essentially, like, is Siri, right? Like, that would yeah, be... Yeah. Okay, yeah, so if yeah. Siri went to college, she already knows and has all the answers. Like, what are you trying to figure out here? Like, right. there's... Do you, are you making the artificial intelligence, like, not as intelligent? To, like, what? there's no... I don't understand what they're trying to test. They already have connected to Google. They're going to yeah. get 100%. Is there, like, a baseline? They're, like, you know, the average IQ of, like, a high schooler graduating from high school... That's what the base level is. Now jump into college classes and see how much you learn. Like, how do you even, I don't yeah. know how you do that. Well, AI can't learn anything. They already know everything. Right. Yeah. Well, they? I feel like your guys' Siri is better than mine because mine on every test would probably call my stepdad. Because for some reason, my, every time I talk to her, she's like, call Richard Stoffels. I'm like, no. So <laughs> mine would fail well. out. I just don't know why. Why would you bother your other students with this BS? I don't know. The other students go, "Hey, is it okay if we focus on the human beings? What about that?" Yeah. Right? It, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, it just—I feel like they're just doing this just to be in a headline. Like, hey, we made two fake students, yeah. but there's not yep. like they're not learning. The artificial intelligence isn't learning anything. It's not going to be able to tell you how easy it is to enroll in courses or anything like that just ask your regular students like i i don't understand what they're trying to do but good for them am i, I wrong am i wrong asking this question but ai they already have all information there is to have don't they yes so how can you learn anything if you already know everything right and then like now we've got yeah there's no like are they going to plagiarize 
Yeah. Everything, because now they're getting everything from the internet. So like, isn't that plagiarism? Yeah. You better <laughs> cite your source, AI, because we're coming after right. you. AI is like, my source is myself. Your bibliography I, better be yeah. pat. Um, this, I, I, I'm looking at the story now. They, 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 it's just a digital. They're, they're, they don't have physical forms. No. So. No. Yeah, it's a virtual student. Like, I would assume it's like so when you are in like sales and stuff, they'll have like an automated system that will message customers when you're not around and things like that. So I would assume mm -hmm. it's like something like that where they're just interacting with this AI as if it was a student, but it's not type of thing. But like, yeah, as far as like taking a test, it's going to get a hundred percent. Is it the lottery or is it a nightmare if you get paired up with this AI student in a group project? <laughs> oh, group projects. Yeah. What about that? I think that'd be the best thing ever. Yeah. You're getting yeah. Hey, Fry, Ann, how about you uh how about you do like this part and this part and then I'll like I'll take care of uh, the snappy like presentation, PowerPoint uh like transitions. <laughs> right. I'll do all AI's that. You get the hard info. AJ is the face of the presentation. <laughs> yeah. I have a question. Why is the one named Ann a normal name and the other one's name is Fry? I would assume it has something to do with the school. Like, what town is it in? Or, like, Ferris is Fry, kind of. Oh, yeah. That's you know, because what's Big, Big Rapids, Rapids Michigan, Michigan is where Ferris State is. Hmm. Yeah, I don't I know. know. I that. assume it has something to do with their school or mascot. That makes sense. So, Fry, it'll be the Ferris State French fries. Is that what you're saying? I'm thinking, I'm thinking like, you said it's Michigan, so maybe like something like Ann Arbor. Like yeah, Ann Arbor, Michigan, Arbor yeah, around some, there, and then like something fries the big, at like big the rapids. Hmm. Yeah, but isn't Ann Arbor like the capital of Michigan? I think it is. Yes. Yeah, so maybe that's why they did it. So why didn't they name him Arbor? They got Ann, and now they got Arbor. I'm guessing it has to do with like some historical, like Stephen Fry, the yeah, founder probably. of the university, or something like that. Probably true. We probably better take a break here because we got Tim Lammers coming up just a couple minutes from now. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. -E -E That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH-elevated water that doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at $129, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by $75, bucks too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 952-ZERO-RES, backward or forward, it spells the same, or book online, ZeroResMinnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero Res Carpet Care. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. 
Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now that's a reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the Keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself. And if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy. For your second home in Florida, Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from Coast to Coast Mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to onekeywest.com. That's onekeywest.com.